Um, okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we thank you for, well, the revelation of good news that you give people, that you've given us, that you are giving others right now. I pray this morning will be an encouragement, especially in the area of sharing the simple good news. I pray that your Holy Spirit does the speaking this morning, and uh, hopefully Hope Fellowship as a church family and the extended family through video will be encouraged by what they hear and see today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So last week, um, yeah, that was, that was something else. Um, there were uh, over 300 people there, uh, about 80 Muslims that are non-believers, and then a whole bunch of believers from the Iranian church, and then a whole bunch of people from Wallenstein Bible Chapel. It was, it was a pretty serious event. Um, well done. Um, I had a chance to share a simple message of good news, and then the baptism, we had two different tanks. It was really clear that one of the tanks was much colder. <laughs> Which is really funny, because <laughs> I got in, uh, it was so funny. But anyway, um, but uh, as one person was being baptized and, and asked questions, the next person was raiding the next tank, and then they just went to the next one, back and forth, back and forth. 26 individuals declared their faith in Christ, which is absolutely phenomenal. Then, 20 others said, hey, we want to get baptized. Can we, can we get baptized? I don't need a change of clothes. I want to get baptized. And they didn't have time for that. It, was, it just didn't work. So there, there's going to be another one. And uh, I did offer that they can come here and we'll do it in the river here. So we'll see if that ends up becoming a reality or not. But a uh, uh, very powerful event. Can I have the control of the screen? Sarah. Pretty please. Yes. All right. So... Encounters with God. We've been talking about encounters with God, seeing how people connected with, with who Jesus was, first God's perspective of humanity, then Jesus' response to individuals, and then the last little while we've been talking about individual responses to meeting the real Jesus. And so my message kind of got switched today because if you see how many slides I actually had before we started, it'd be crazy. Things morphed, this, especially this morning uh, and late last night, because uh, I want to bring you into the baptism. I, wanna, I want you to hear what I had to share. They videotaped most of it, so I'm going to, part of my message today will be a video of me teaching, sharing a very simple piece of good news. So my question is, what's the big deal then? Does an encounter with Jesus really matter? And after watching the baptism, helping people out of the water, seeing their emotions, and they were, they, this was not fake. And as they came out of the water, uh, I don't know, the overwhelming joy that came out of them, I thought, wow, we have forgotten the North, well, the American church, the North American church, the Western church. We're so used to our stuff, our faith. You know, we said a prayer where we're seven and been in churchianity ever since. Woohoo! Is that great? Oh, somebody got saved. That's wonderful. Great. I've been in all along. Big deal. You know, like it, it, there's a mindset that we have forgotten and being exposed to individuals who do not believe, seeing them come to belief and the authentic change, we're not seeing it very much. Half the time in churchianity, we're fighting over who's got the better doctrine. 
And I'm tired of that, especially when I'm not tired of the journey. I love the, the growing and learning and unlearning and all that. That part's great. But the unnecessary fighting, I'm done with. But being reminded like I was at this service, yeah, folks, we've complicated things. So what good has it done? I'm into heaven. That's it. Is that, is that it? Is that why we said the prayer? Probably, by the way. Probably, because most sermons when I grew up were about scaring the hell right out of you. You know, get forgiven or you're going to burn in hell. Honestly, or they really scary movies of end times, you know, that, oh, if you didn't say the prayer, you'll never get raptured and, and all that stuff. By the way, Red Shoot did a great job in his message a couple weeks back on end times. You know, all this fear-mongering message, the ulterior motive is to get you to say the prayer so the person trying to get you to say the prayer feels better about themselves. It's scary if you're honest. Ulterior motives. Well, my question is then, if it's not mattering very much, or you're secure in your faith that, hey, I'm in, they're not, but at least I'm in, if that's all it's about, then I wonder which Jesus you actually encountered. You may have encountered the real one, but you may have not encountered a greater experience and a truth of who he really is and what he was really like. You may have been sold a religious perspective, a system perspective. Hmm. We have complicated the good news with maps of how to get to God, detailed instructions. We're talking charts and diagrams, and blah, 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 blah. You can put on your napkin as you talk to somebody to guide them into a faith. Philosophies, theology and dogma. By the way, theology is important. But theology is the study of God. It is not the answer. Just like Bev's message last week. The Bible is a book given to us to discover who God is. It's not God. Neither is systematic theology. It's an expression of how to learn and grow. In fact, we had a little chat at the sound booth this morning, a few of us. We're talking about Martin Luther and the crap disturber that he was. He raised hell in the Catholic Church. And the Western church goes, yeah, he's our model. He's awesome, yeah. And then they take what is written and say, this is what he believed. And they've locked in at that moment in time, stop, and they make that their faith. Wait a minute. If you know the story of Martin Luther, he wrestled with a whole ton of stuff. He had questions. He was one of the greatest spiritually hungry individuals who... Nailed the thesis up against that door in, in Wittenberg. Oh yeah, he, he made a name for himself, but he was not the only one. He just happened to be the poster boy. And we sometimes make poster boys the hero. And we make the words they say gospel. As in, we, call, we almost equate it with the Bible. It's got to be equally true. We can't do that. The guy was on a journey. He hadn't learned everything yet. None of us have. All of us have unlearned something we've been taught about God as a child. If not, there's a problem. Religious systems have gotten in the way. 
We tell people you now need to, if you're going to say this prayer, now you have to do these things in order to be a good Christian. What are we talking about? What, what about Jesus loves me? This I know. <laughs> Sharing a plan versus a person. That's what's come down to in most evangelism circles and programs. This is about increasing the evangelism numbers because the church denomination needs to see an increase of your new converts to make better stats so your church does look better. Hmm. We don't keep any stats here, except baptisms. That's it. Because I've come to multiple stages in my life where, yes, at the age of seven, I gave my heart to Jesus because that's the terminology and language and process I was brought up in. And that was a valid expression of faith. It still is. But then I saw those scary movies and got saved again. And again and again and again. (laughs) Then I ended up in a charismatic church and did the aisle. I got saved again, just in case. Got a double, 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 double check. You know, just in case. And all along the journey, brand new revelations of going deeper and expanding my understanding of God's love. Does it mean I wasn't saved? No, it just means I'm coming into stages of growth and it's not going to stop until this earth suit keels over. Oh wait, I bet you it won't stop even after my earth suit keels over because we're going to continue to learn about the love of God even while experiencing heaven, I believe. So much more to learn. So to celebrate the person that said the prayer and make that, woohoo, they're in! I am far more excited about... I just discovered this. No way. God's that good. That I'd love to record. That to me is exciting. See a person move one step closer, not towards God, but in their expanding understanding of who he is. Which means we need to deconstruct some things. And deconstruction is kind of a scary word lately, especially in Christian circles, because there is some deconstruction that has to happen unlearning some of the systems and beliefs we've held, challenging them, which forces us to then revisit them and go, okay, which parts do I keep or not keep? And I know I've discarded some. I put some in the back burner because I can't. It's there. I'm not sure how to handle that right now. Holy Spirit, bring that back to my mind when the time comes. And these ones are the new revelations to me, new to me, not to truth. It's been true all along. I'm just starting to see it. We've complicated it. Here's it's even worse. This, the focus on sharing Jesus is about making the sale. Network marketing. Ugh. Where it's about adding and building and growing and making sure your church has more new members. And uh, it's about getting them to say the prayer. After that, move on to the next person there and they're good. And there's no love there. The ulterior motive is just to get them to say a prayer. I want... As you saw in that video, we make disciples, not converts. I don't want to convert anybody. What's, what's to convert? I want them to have a change of mind instead. First of all, discover who God really is, which you'll hear in the message I'm going to share shortly. Oh, and there's also this mentality of complicating the good news that's up to us. 
that you and me, you know, we're the only hands God has. Uh, and we're the, we have the only, we're the only feet God has. If that's true, God's a quadriplegic. Seriously, if that's your mentality, the rocks will cry out. Even if we don't say anything. If we can get out of our head, deconstruct this, it's up to me to get people saved or come into a revelation of grace and truth and love in Christ. It's up to me because if I don't say something, they could be lost forever. Really? What kind of God do you think you are? Do you understand how serious that is and how blunt I'm trying to be about this? Because that's really what it sounds like. You're that important. Instead, the Holy Spirit has the capacity to get anyone and everyone's attention. Everyone. And not through your religious lens. Oh, you do have one. So do I. Which having good friends, gets challenged. (laughs) What lens are you looking through? What do you see? Instead, it's about a contagious enthusiasm that we have. I'm contagiously enthusiastic about the love of Christ that I'm discovering. And for the opportunity that comes before me, it is then that I'll begin to share. I don't go looking for a plan. Okay, today's list, lead three people to Christ or at least witness to a person on the bus, like making that list really where it says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations does not say you start at a go to B and do that. It literally translates as you are going be love and grace, be the gospel and let Jesus do his thing through you. He doesn't need your help. He knows how to get your attention when to speak up and when not to. You may preach the gospel by helping somebody pick up their grocery bag they just spilled. That's it. You don't have to give them a theological description of why you did it. (laughs) Getting what I'm kind of trying to say? All right. Evangelism explosion is one idea of overkill. Uh, The church I grew up in had this, and that book is pretty thick, and the training manual is really thick. My mom was into this. She was part of a bus ministry, and so they got guilt-tripped into going to townhomes and stuff, knocking on doors, getting the kids to come on a bus, which is just free daycare, and bring them to the church. Poor people had to take care of them. And people were impacted, by the way. Regardless of motives, regardless if it was right or wrong, by the way, people's lives were still changed, even though it was set up as a method I've learned to recognize that even though the methods may have been, they're they're challengeable, but God still uses it because I know all the hearts were in the right place. It's very true. Half the evangelism that happens out there is this problem right here, the bridge diagram. Man is separated from God. And they imply physical They imply my little spirit being is separated from God out there somewhere. When clearly we've already determined Christ holds all things together. There is no actual separation. The separation is here in the mind. 
They are separated in their minds only. They're blind to the truth. And that's where a lot of these programs are wrong, I think. Because they begin with, God loves you, has a plan for your life. Number two, you're separated from God. Ooh, how exciting. Like, sign me up. Like, I don't know. (sighs) So here's what happened. I had a chance to meet a number of these folks that I shared with. I met some of their non-believing friends. <laughs> a couple of them have already become believers just in a short period of time. Crazy how that works. But I want to show you how keeping the news simple is important. And by the way, this was, this was hard for me in a sense. I almost did more work on this little sermon that I prepared. In fact, uh, they kind of jokingly said when it was done, that was short. <laughs> you know, this took almost more time to simplify. Thanks to my friend Craig Snyder who, after talking to him, because I was really nervous by talking to Muslims, he and Reg Shute, Craig and Reg, went to Pakistan, Pakistan uh, a number of years ago and shared, shared a message of, of grace and hope, and they were scared, like, for their lives for much of the time they were there. So they had an idea of how to speak to Muslims. So I said, Craig, I'm freaking out. I got so much stuff I want to share. I don't know how to share it. It's, like, driving me nuts. It's, I got all these ideas. And he said, Mike, Mike. Mike, all I want you to do is take a message, make it simple. And when it's simple, simplify that. And when that's simple, simplify it even more. And then do it again until the peace of Christ speaks through. You know how hard that was? Because I'm used to sharing with already believers already rooted, which is a lesson for street preachers. So I want to share with you the video, but I'm going to, I want to tell you a couple things that I shared that were not on the video, just so you have context of how this message went. So here's how I shared to this group. I began to share with them my testimony of how I grew up really churched and religious. By the way, the Muslim religion, same thing, very strict. There's a lot of similarities between really religious Christians and Muslim. The practices are very similar, very little difference. It was about a God of rules, a God of law, a God of duty, of fear and anger. And that uh, if I behaved properly, then God would be able to come near. It was an incomplete and at best a faulty perspective that I had. Uh, the God I'm now discovering is this, a God that loves you. And by the way, I wanted to tell them, I said, God absolutely loves you. And this is, there were a ton of people from, that were already Christians there too. I'm not sure they all get to hear the love of God as often. Like, we're spoiled here. God accepts you. God values you, and God actually likes you. (laughs) That can be profound if you think of God way out there, unapproachable. Then I wanted each person to know this. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Spirit loves you. God is one and the Trinity and is love. That's big. Tell me if you catch this next part. Well, basically, I said, Trinity absolutely loves you. Trinity is a concept foreign to them. The God of Abraham loves you. Why would I say that? They say that. They come from Father Abraham. They have the same father, Ishmael and Isaac. 
just Jewish? Muslim. And then I said, the God of Abraham's two sons, Ishmael and Isaac, whom God both loved dearly, loves you. Before he created the world, God loved you. Before the foundations of the world, you were already chosen to be loved. The God that created the garden, the world, and you has always loved you. And then from that line, it picks up. But what I didn't read is this verse from 2 Timothy 1.9. He gave us, he gave us, he gave us resurrection life and drew us into himself by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of any good we've done, but by his divine pleasure and marvelous grace that confirmed our union with the anointed Jesus even before time began. Let's pick up. Created the garden, the world, and you has always loved all things created were created through Jesus Christ who loves you all things are held together by Jesus there is nothing that is not being held together by Jesus I want to introduce you to the loving father. I want to share with you that Jesus came to set the record straight about who the father really is. Jesus declared, no one knows the Father except the Son. That means no other teacher, prophet, writer, author in the past truly knew God the Father. An incomplete picture at best. Jesus told his followers this next amazing statement. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Amen. The Father and I are one. Man I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Jesus is love. God is love. The statement means the Father is just like the Son, 
And the son is exactly like the father. که یقین به این معناست که پدر صد درصد شبیه پسر عیسی مسیح و عیسی مسیح صد درصد شبیه پدر هست. It was this claim that got him killed. و به خاطر همین بیانیه خداوند مسیح بود که او کشته شد. God is not angry with humanity. خداوند با انسانیت خشمگین نیست. He loves the humanity he created. در واقع خداوند عاشق انسانه برای که خودش او را آفریده. Those who know this run to him like any child would run towards his own loving father. اونایی که اینو متوجه میشن مثل یه بچه‌ای که به سمت پدرش زمینی خودش میره به سمت این پدر میرن میزوان. When children don't run towards their father, one must ask why. اگر این بچه‌ها به سمت پدرشون نمیرن بعد میپرسیم چرا؟ Either the father is unloving. Or the child has a misconception or disbelief about the father's love. Jesus Christ came to take away the darkness. Sin and death that has prevented us from believing. گناه و مرگی را که نمیذاش ما درست متوجه ایمان و اعتمادمون بشیم. He did this by dying on the cross for all humanity. و او این کار را با مردن خود بر روی صلیب برای تمام انسان‌ها انجام داد. He rose on the third day from the dead. و روز سوم از مردگان Hallelujah. He's On the day Jesus died on the cross, God the Father was not absent during all this. In fact, he was in Christ at the cross, reconciled the world to himself. The hindrance preventing us from a relationship with God has now been removed. All, everyone is invited to believe and enjoy the love of God. Never by force. Always by invitation. I'm inviting you all to believe this good news. The news that is springing up within you. این خبری که میتونه در تک تک شما ورود کنه. At this very moment. همین الان. Not because I'm telling you. نه که من دارم به شما میگم. But because deep down in you. Amen. برای اینکه در اعماق وجود تک تک شما. Amen. Something inside you tells you yes. it's true. یه چیزی yes. در اعماق وجود شما میگه بله این حقیقت. If your belief has not come to you yet. اگر هنوز به این ایمان نرسیدید. If you just can't believe in this God we've been talking about. It's okay. Wait. It will wake up. God is not giving up on the creation. He loves creation. Amen. And when it awakens in you, 
you will believe. It was the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus God got his attention. God always is able to get your attention. And the crazy part of the story of Paul is this. Paul said that Christ was revealed in him. There was already a light shining through Paul. He didn't know it. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Light shines through darkness. One of the Bible writers, Matthew, he writes if the light that is in you if that light is darkness to you oh my goodness how great is that darkness but nevertheless the light still shines through listen to the light shining through you speaking to you the one country that is believing this faster than any nation on earth at this time is the country most of you are from
Because all your belief affects your behavior. And the best part is, it will look like love. If the good news does not look like love, it's not good news. Today we celebrate 26 individuals who declare their belief in the loving Jesus Christ. Watch. Listen. And may you all come to experience the joy of knowing a loving God. A loving Jesus. A loving spirit. A trinity who is love. Amen. Wow, simple, and yet I had more church people come and talk to me after, encouraged by it. It was a good experience. I wanted to show you what happened last Sunday that I wished you could have all come and observed because it was an experience to watch. It's very special. So what do you see? What you see matters. Personally, I now see, and my vision's getting better, I see people of all races, creeds, and colors as beautiful creations, children of God. If God created everybody, they're his. Jesus even said, I've got sheep that are not part of this fold, of a different fold. But we all are creations of who God made us. I see many who are lost and blind, unaware of the beauty around them and the light shining through them. I'm seeing the light shining through everyone. That's why I want to speak to the light already there that may be darkness to them, hoping from inside it wakes up and illuminates their minds so they can see the good news. So what, do you, see, what you see will affect how you approach others. And I'm going to show you a secular song. Most of you will know. But Robinson Sadiq put this on his Facebook this morning. As soon as I started watching, went, oh, what do you see? I get it. Depends what you're looking for. Open your eyes and see. Just enjoy this non-traditional song. May it speak to your heart more than you think. I see trees of green see them blue for me and you and I think to myself what a wonderful world I see skies of blue clouds of white Bright blessed days 
dog say goodnight And I think to myself What a wonderful world The colors of the rainbow So pretty in the skies Also on the faces Of people going by I see friends shaking hands Saying how do you do They're really saying I love you I hear babies crying I watch them grow They'll learn much more I'll never know And I think to myself What a wonderful world Yes, I think to myself What a wonderful Put it, I'll make sure we're going to go online today. I'll use the video clip. What do you see? I see a wonderful world. It's filled with wonderful people. And you have good in you. Everyone does. It's crazy. Be encouraged today. Find the light in you when you're discouraged. And see it in others when you see they are discouraged and speak truth, encouragement. Keep it simple. Just be kind. Don't be a jerk there. Yes, sir. <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> that's great. TMI. <laughs> Most likely, there's a number of people. Yeah. But he also had a vision that was different than the industry. Really? So he has a lot of background. Yes. All of us do, actually. Each one here brings color. Be encouraged. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may your grace continue to grow in us. May we become more kind to others. May we just love people unconditionally around us. And may the gospel come out in action looking like love. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.